Praise God. We want to welcome everyone this morning. Amen. If you are a guest, we want to welcome you. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to Antioch Church. Amen. Amen. We got people just running up to the altar. Praise God. It started early. Amen. If you're watching by the internet, we want to welcome you to our service. We pray that it's a blessing to each and every one of you. Amen. If you have a Bible, whether it's electronically or the old way of doing things, and the old thing, well, there's nothing wrong with the old way, trust me. I love my paper, my leather-bound Bible. Amen. Turn with me to Romans chapter number 4. Amen. And we're going to be reading a few verses of Scripture. I believe I'm going to kind of start in the middle of a thought, verse number 16, and then we're going to drop down to verse number 22. Romans chapter 16, and we're going to drop down to verse number 22. We're going to read all the way through that. How many love the word of the Lord? Amen. Praise God. The Bible tells us that we have to love the truth. Amen. I said we need to have a love for the truth. Amen. If you don't have a love for the truth, you're able to believe just about anything. You're able to take hold of a strong delusion and believe a lie. You may believe or accuse someone else from giving it to you, and it may just, in fact, be God that brings and sends and allows that delusion because you have not a love for the truth. I love the truth. I don't know about you. I got to have the truth. You know, they said in the court, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me. Amen. Jesus said, hey, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. It didn't say the truth shall set you free. It said you shall know the truth. You got to know it first. You're not going to know it unless you have a desire for it. You're not going to have a desire for it unless you love it. You know, you just got to love it. I love the things of God. I love the word of God. I believe the word of God comes to bring light and life. Amen. But the Bible says the letter killed. The Spirit will bring life to the Word. It is our responsibility to open our human spirit and our hearts to receive the Word of God as it goes forth by the move of the Spirit of God. And God, and that's why it's important when you come to church not to come expecting a traditional service, but to not to just open up your mind, but to open up your heart and your spirit. Amen. So the spirit of God can work in your heart and work in your spirit that the word will be profitable unto you. Other than that, the letter will just cut you all up and shred you to pieces. 
Amen. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm, I know what I'm doing. And if you don't open your heart and your spirit, you know what happens? The, word, the letter cuts your flesh. You go out hurt. You wonder why you go out hurt with the, when the word goes forth? Because you didn't open up your heart and open up your spirit. And the spirit couldn't do any work. But the spirit doesn't work on your flesh, folks. You got to surrender your flesh. You, oh, hallelujah. You got to bring your flesh into subjection. You got to tell your flesh, no, you're not in charge today. I'm going to get what I need from God. I don't care how tired you are, flesh. I don't care what you had to go through. I don't care if you had to shovel snow out of your driveway and get snow, your ice off your car. You're going to sit down. You're going to let my spirit get something from God. You need to just go ahead and do that right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans chapter 4, verse number 16. Therefore, it is of faith. Everybody say faith. faith. It is of faith that it might be by grace. You think you have the grace of God without faith? You're fooling yourself. The Bible says it is our faith that grants us access unto this grace wherein we stand. Amen. You don't have grace of God if you don't have faith to receive it. Amen. If you want to grow in grace, if you want God's grace in your life, you got to have faith. You got to believe God. You got to trust God no matter what's going on around you, no matter what the circumstances are. You got to be able to say, hey, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. God's word said it and I believe it. You may feel alone. You may feel hurt. You may feel despised. You may feel rejected. You may feel unloved. But God's word says, I love you for unending love I'll never leave you you got to get a hold of his truth and his word because feelings will cause you to feel all sorts of things and faith is never built upon feelings faith is built upon the word of God it is through the word of God that we have faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and when the word of God comes forth you have to mingle and mix the word with your faith if you want it to prosper I'm telling you God's desire for you is to have faith this very hour somebody clap their hands and say I'm going to have some faith in this house today Amen. I know I'm supposed to be reading my opening text. But I feel so strongly God is trying to impute some righteousness. God is trying to grant somebody with another element of faith in their life. Amen. The faith you walked in here with is not the faith God wants you to go out here with. The faith you had yesterday is not the faith that God desires for you to have tomorrow. We go from faith to faith. Amen. It is of faith, it is of faith that it might be the grace of God working to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed. I won't take time for that, but I'm, I'm a part of the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not 
as though they were. There may be some things that be not in your life, but God says they are. There's some things that had not been manifested yet, but God says they have already materialized. Not because I've conjured it up in my mind, but because I believe the word of God and I'm acting on faith. Verse 18, who against hope, believed in hope. Amen. When everything was against hope, he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body and not being weak in faith. You may have faith, but your faith may be weakened. I command that your faith will be strengthened here today. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that he had promised what he had promised. He was also able to perform what he promise he was also able to perform therefore it was um, imputed or granted or given to him accounted to him for righteousness i want to preach to you this morning i'm going from weak faith to strong faith from weak faith to strong faith. Amen. Amen. You already clapped your hands and so won't you be seated? I said we're going from weak faith to strong faith. You say, Brother Simpson, my faith is not weak here this morning. I'm telling you what, when you woke up this morning, your faith was weak. Why? Because it was the faith that you woke up with from yesterday. Just like mercy is new every morning, you can't rely on the faith that you had yesterday to get you through to today. Hey, I'm telling you what, God wants to Increase your faith. The apostle said, hey, look, Jesus, increase our faith. Amen. The faith I had when I first came in this thing is not going to get it done. The faith that I had when God was had me in the womb before I was born again is not the same faith I needed to come and be birthed into the spirit of God. I'm telling you there's somebody in this room that God is trying to get you closer to him and you can't get closer to him until you decide I'm going to take it to the next level of faith in my life. It's not just good enough having some faith. And, and we can all say faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. We used to sing that song in the 80s and we sang that song in the 90s. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a lot. Just use what you got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. And I'm sorry to tell you, a little bit of faith just not going to get it done. Now, you may be satisfied with a little faith, and I guess that's okay for you, but I'm not interested in just a little bit of faith. As a matter of fact, and uh, you need to understand that everything in God is quantified and is qualified. God measures everything. I'm sorry you don't like it, but God measures everything. 
He said grace and peace can be multiplied in your life. Now, if you're settled with and fine with one level of peace and, and one level of grace, that's okay for you. But when God said, hey, it can be multiplied in my life, manifold mercies. I want everything that God has for me. I don't want to sell myself short or sell God short. Now, I'm just going to tell you like this. Abraham's faith had to be tested. And it had to be proven. You see, when Abraham walked out of his father's country and his father's house, and God said, get thee out of thy country and get thee out of thy father's house. And I want you to get away from your kindred. And I want you to go into a land that I will show you. Hey, you don't have to try to figure it out. I'm going to get you there. And I want you to do what I said in the Bible. The Bible says that Abraham walked like he went out like God told him to. But the only problem is he carried Lot with him. And God told him, I want you to get from your, your kindred. And Abraham had to learn a hard lesson. About the time he got to the promised land, the Bible says that the Canaanites were in the land. And, and he got to the land, he built an altar. And as soon as he got there, God said, hey, to your seed, I'm going to give this. Before God said, hey, I'm going to bless you and your name shall be great. And I'm going to make of you a great nation. Everybody that bless you shall be blessed. Everybody that curse you shall be cursed. Hey, I'm going to do all these wonderful things in you. When he got to the land, God said, hey, I'm just going to give this to your children. Then the Bible says he built an altar. Nothing happened. He walked on southward. He built another altar. Nothing happened. Then the, the Canaanite came in the land even more so. And then next thing you know, there's a famine in the land. The Bible says he continued on southward and Lot went with him. Went down in Egypt. Wife was taken. Got kicked out of Egypt. And the Bible says, and Lot was with him. Got back to the promised land. The Bible says where he came to the first. We built out the altar, built the altar at first. And the Bible says he built the altar and nothing happened. God was not speaking. Then he got into a fisticuffs, not him, but his herdsmen got into fisticuffs with Lot and his herdsmen. And everything, it was not enough room, not enough, not enough land for both of them. And then the Bible says, Abraham said, I tell you what, Lot, we can't have all this strife. Can't hold, have all this stuff, this chaos, and oh, I'm great getting on somebody right now. You can't, we can't have all this stuff going on, and and you know sometimes when you feel like you're following the will of God and doing the will of God, and then all hell breaks loose and and all chaos uh, just starts to manifest and happen or whatever. You need to go back and check the blueprints and check the instructions and see whether you obeyed God fully. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And Abraham had faith, but God had to increase his faith because faith came by the word and he did not do everything that God told him to do. And so the Bible says now that's fighting and that's, that's fighting in the camp. And sometimes we wonder what's going on. Maybe, oh, hallelujah, I know I, some of you think I'm going to pick on you. Maybe God is trying to get your attention. And you can blame everything else. 
You can blame all your external circumstances. You can t- uh, give credit and credence to the devil. Or you can maybe just wake up and say, hey, God, maybe you're trying to get my attention. It's me standing in the need of prayer. Hey, it's me, God. I'm, I'm the one who's going through what I'm going through. God, I need you to do something in my life. God's desire is to, he's designed to work something in our lives. And circumstances only, the only intent and purpose of circumstances is to get us off our feet onto our faces. To get us from standing up onto our knees. And to begin to seek God and to call him and enter into a place of relationship with him where we can hear clearly, God, what is it that you want me to do? You can blame everything else, everybody else, or you can decide, hey, God, hey, you know, you know, we are so good at putting out the fan. Hey, I, I'm sorry. We're so good at just putting it the other way. May, if there's turmoil in your life, is there, if there's turmoil in your, in your house, if there's turmoil in your heart, if there's turmoil in, in your mind, maybe God is trying to get your attention. can try to fix everything else on the outside I'm talking about going from faith to faith and see we think faith has nothing to do with all oh yeah faith has a whole lot to do with that because hey you can't have partial obedience Abraham got to the promised land. Hey, God told me. Yes, he told you, Abraham. He told you to get out of your father's house. Great. Check. You did that. He told you to get from that land. Check. You did that. He said, get away from your kindred. Uh, I got away from everybody, but Lot, you know, he doesn't have a father. Surely I can't leave him. Surely you understand, God. Surely you know my circumstance. You don't mind if I just twist this thing a little bit. You don't mind if I just alter your word just a little bit for my purpose and my intent. You don't mind if I just tweak it a little bit, God. You, you surely you would understand if I just put my hand in it and do a little bit. I'm telling you what, God is trying to get our attention. Oh, I'm telling you what, I didn't have this message coming in here this morning. God is trying to talk to somebody. We got to go. Something has to happen with our faith. And the Bible says after all the chaos, Abraham said, you know what? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Why don't you take the left and then I'll take the right. If you take the right, I'll take the left. If you take the high hills, I'll take the low. If you take the low, I'll take the high. Once you decide where you... I, and that, I guess that was okay. I partly believe that wasn't really the will of God either. God told you, I'm going to give you this land. He didn't tell you, tell, you, tell Lot what he, what he wanted either. I'm not knocking Abraham. Hey, he's the father of faith. And he had faith, but don't tell me his faith was all the way there. If his faith was all the way there, why did he tell Sarah? Now, you know what, sir? You tell everybody you my sister. Don't say you my husband. Because if you say uh, you my wife, I'm sorry. If you say you my wife, they're going to kill me. Why did he believe? Why would he tell her that if he believed to the fullness? 
I tell you because stuff wasn't happening right. Because when he got to the place where God told him, there was all sorts of stuff going on. And he was like, what in the world's going on? He was building altar upon altar and nothing was happening. As a matter of fact, God didn't even, God bypassed him and said, I'm just going to give you a seed this land. And the Bible tells us that once he, he finally came to a census and said, okay, uh, a lot, won't you go, go, go somewhere else? And it wasn't because of the word of God, it was because of the circumstances. I said when Lot, when Abraham told Lot to go to another place, that you, it wasn't because of what God said. It was because of the circumstances. Now he was believing God. He had faith, but if God says we go from faith to faith, it's not just Old Testament. I mean, New Testament. People in the Bible in the Old Testament had to go from faith to faith. Righteousness, the Bible says, is revealed. I said the Bible says righteousness is revealed from faith to faith. And it was a little while afterwards when God said faith was imputed to Abraham. It wasn't at that moment. It wasn't at that level of faith, if you will. Oh, I know it's quiet in here now. That's all right. I'm talking to somebody I, I, and, and I hear me now, if you are a guest, I, I'm not trying to be hard. I'm telling you the faith that you have, God wants to infuse that faith. It's just like if you put a hundred, uh, no, no, it's just like if you put a dollar in the, in, in the bank, you go open up a, a bank account, right? And you put a dollar in it. You know, I don't know, you may be feeling good. Now, you probably, obviously, you can't put a dollar. You probably had to do $50 or I don't know what the minimum is, $10 in some places or whatever. But whatever the minimum is. And God says, you know what? I want to multiply and I want to increase that $50 that you put in your account. Now, you're not going to say, well, ah, no, nah, I don't know about that, God. That's okay. You know, you're about, no, nah, no, nah, nah, God, you don't have to do that. Don't, don't give me anything. No, 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 no. You're not going to do that. If somebody volunteered to increase your money... Huh? Huh? Increase it. Come on. Hallelujah. You open up your bank account. Hey, you're like, come on, go ahead. You'd open up your vault. You get that person keys. Hey, you can come 24-7. Drop a deposit every time you get a chance. Well, God is trying to drop some deposits in your bank. And he wants you to, oh, hallelujah. Hey, hey, I'm telling you what, the only thing that's going to get that done is faith. I'm telling you what, what was, what was moving in this place this morning was God was trying to do some things in your faith because we're used to doing, going, going along with the program and, and just going along in, in religious services and, and we got to get to a place, amen, where we expect things that we don't see. We expect to see things that, that we, 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 that, that's not there yet. And God says, hey, I'm, what I want to do is those things that are not, I call it as though they are. And I'm telling you what, God is saying in this place this morning there are things that you see right now with your natural eyes it won't be the same if you start operating in faith you got to look beyond where you are right now you got to look beyond your circumstance right now you have to look far beyond and say this is what I see going to happen we live in that it can't maybe it won't if and and but amen 
With God, it's not about the if, ands, and buts. It's just, he said, I will. And I'm not talking about, you know what, conjuring up stuff and, you know what, hey, I, I, I will like this. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting into a place with God and finding out what God's will and purpose is. And then once you find out, you believe God to the So you think sometimes you, you think God is not interested in your, in your uh, natural circumstances. Amen. Everything God did in Abraham's life, it was a spiritual, it had spiritual, spiritual ramifications, but he worked in his natural life. Sister, is that your house? Why won't you go run for it? Oh, some of you say this is foolishness. I, I know it's foolishness. I understand. God chose the foolish things to confound the wise. He chose the base thing. I believe God. I believe God. Abraham, I want you to get out of your father's house. I want you to get away from your kindred. I want you to get away from everything you've known. And I want you to go. Where you going, Abraham? You just go to I tell you to stop. Hey, that sounds foolish. But hey, I'm telling you what. You need to begin to obey God just like that. God desires to take us to a new, new level of faith where we'll believe God for the impossible, where we'll believe God for any and everything. Hey, God, oh, Shanda Rahamando, Monday, the Kande, the Kasande, the Kahamahasaya. There's too much doubt in the house of God. I said, there's too much doubt in the house of God. Oh, yeah, God, you did it in somebody else's life, but you, I don't believe you're working that way in my life. Hey. The Bible says that there were many who received not the promise, but died in faith. I'm telling you what, if the rapture don't happen in my lifetime, I do believe it will. If I'm standing and, and I'm taking up, amen, if I'm not, if I, I'm saying if it doesn't happen, if I die or whatever, you know, it might get hit and it could happen. I'm telling you what, I'm going to take promises with me. I'm keeping my promises with me till they fulfill. Bible says Abraham staggered not at the promises, but he was fully persuaded. God is able to do. The scripture says, hey, he didn't, he didn't take, he didn't account his own body. He didn't take a look at his own body and say, well, God, you can't do that. He said he considered not his own body now dead. Your circumstance may seem dead. Again, it's not your witches. 
I'm talking about what God is speaking into your spirit and speaking into your heart and speaking into your life. And, and he's trying to get you to believe in him. It's not about the things he can do. It's believing in him. The Bible says Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. It didn't say Abraham believed uh, everything God said. Abraham believed everything would come to pass. Abraham believed that he would get his blessings. And Abraham, that was just a byproduct of believing God. Didn't say he believed in God. He said he believed God. Amen. You can believe in God and not believe God simultaneously. I can believe there is a God, but I don't believe God's in working in my life. And it's one thing believing in God. It's another thing to believe God. And faith is not believing in God. Faith is believing that believing God and believing. You know, to believe God, you got to get a word. And it is God's will for you to believe him. And because it is his will for you to believe him, it's God's intent to give you a promise. It's God's intent to give you a word. It's God's intent to give you something to hope for. It's God's intent to give you a dream. Give you something to believe for that you can see that God is faithful and he calls those things that are not as though they are. And he's always going to put something in you in your spirit. So you can say, God, I believe you no matter what. And I don't, it doesn't matter how things look. It doesn't matter how bad things get. And, hey, my body may be dead and my, 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 uh, my wife's womb may be uh, barren. But let me tell you, God, you can do anything in all things. And it doesn't matter what's going on naturally. It doesn't matter what's going on physically. God, you're able to make the sun to stand still. You're able to cease time from moving. God, you're able to do any and all things. I'm talking about believing a God like that. We come to church on Sunday mornings and we participate on, in religious exercises. And, and hell, that, that may be okay, but that's not what God called us to live to. Abraham was fully persuaded that what God promised he was also able to perform what God spoke, what God put in your spirit, what he put in your heart, and what desire he, he, he worked in you. You have to believe that thing, and it doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm going to tell you, this is how God operates, and I'm almost done here. This is how God operates. He always allows things to get so bleak and so dim. And actually, sometimes he allows it to come to a place of death. So only he can get glory. And so I, oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you what, when you believe for God for something, and it just seems like, oh, my goodness, it's got to the point where it's, it's just no way. You need to start rejoicing. Oh, yes. Here it comes, Lord. Yeah, it's about to happen. Well, I can't believe God like that. Now, this is for everyone. The Bible says that we're saved by grace through faith. 
It's not of yourselves unless anyone should boast. Amen. You can't, you can't even come to God unless you have some faith. Good, good thing, though, God gives you a measure of faith so you can come to him. He gives a measure of faith so you can come to him. There's not a person in this room that's seeking God that God hadn't given you faith. And you... Oh. Now, when he gives a talent, you know what you need to do? You got to multiply that talent. So God says, here you go. Now, what you going to do with this faith? I don't know about you, but I want my faith to grow. That's why it was important for you to believe God for something. And pray for something to happen. And again, I'm not talking about anything. You, you know, you, the, I want to go off on a tangent. But, you know, the, you know, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. But he said when you ask, you ask in the midst, you know, so you can consume it upon your own lust. And, and so there's some things you can pray for that it's God's just not going to do. You may think you want it. But he knows what's best. Amen. Hello. I said he knows what's, what's best. So that's why I need to seek him. Seek his presence. Seek his peace. And seek his purpose. And then when I do that, guess what? I'm going to get what God, I'm going to get the will of God, the purpose that God desires for my life. And I'm going to start speaking those things and praying those things and believing those things. And even when it gets bleak and even when it seems like nothing's going to happen, I'm going to believe him to the fullness. And then we're going to see the promise of God fulfilled. There, I, I believe there's some precious promises in this room today. Now, I'm, if you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, if you've never gone down in the water and someone, when, they, when you were baptized, someone spoke the name of Jesus, invoked the name of Jesus Christ over you in baptism. If you've never repented, and that means just to turn away, to acknowledge your sin, and to turn, to change, have a change of mind. And decide, you know what? I'm going to be dead to my own self, my own will. God, I'm going to surrender to you with your help. With your help. If you've never done that, it is the promise of God. It is the word of God. It, it's a guarantee God desires to do that in your life. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is the will of God. It's God who desires to give it to you. He said, if you just ask for it, I'll give it to you. If you can believe and trust that God desires to do this, God desires to fill you with his spirit. That is of faith. You can't do that on your own. It's the word of God that promised it. And God says he's no respecter of persons. He'll do that to anyone that acts, anyone that desires him, anyone that's, anyone that's seeking him. And God's desire, desire is to get you on the path. Of his righteousness. God's desire is for you to seek him and desire him. And those things that trouble you day in and day out. God said, I will be your God. You shall be my child. And I'm going to guide you along the way. I'm going to take care of you. But you have to have faith for it. 
You must desire. You must seek it. If you're in this place and God has made some promises to you, God desires to get you from whatever you are in faith to another level of faith. But you can't allow the things of this world and the distractions of this world to get you off course from where God is trying to take you. I want everyone to stand, please. All over the house. Now I want you to listen carefully. If you believe that God has given you spoken to you some promises that you haven't had haven't come to pass yet if you've never received the Holy Ghost that's a promise from God God desires to give it to you if you've never been baptized in Jesus name God's desire is to give it to you that's God's purpose Maybe there's something else going on in your life. And I know we came down here earlier and we prayed. And if you are, if you believe God for that very thing, I just want you to come down just rejoicing. But if there's something else in the midst of what has been transpired here, and you need to bring to God's attention and pray about and speak, speak in faith about, I want you to do that. So whether you come down here rejoicing or come down here praying, why don't you come? I'm not going to be speaking into the microphone. There may be a song of praise and worship. Now it's between you and him. It's going to be your level of hunger. It's going to be your level of faith. It's going to be your determination. It's going to be what you're seeking God for. It's going to be what God is seeking you on. Whether you're talking to God about what God's talking to you about. Come on right now. Why don't you lift up your hands. Open up your hearts. Open up your mouths. Come on, I believe God is trying to instill and increase some faith here today. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Let's go to the next place in Him. Let's go to the next place in Him. Let's go to the next level of faith in Him. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. Come on, that's it right there. If you need the Holy Ghost, just lift your hands up. Come on, somebody pray with you. If you want the baptism in the Holy Ghost, just lift your hands up. Somebody pray with you. If you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, come on, God, God, come on, you can have that done. God will wash your sins away right now. Come on, right now. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, God's about to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. God's about to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost right now. That's it, right now, in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. No spectators. Come on, let's pray. Come on, if you need a breakthrough right now, if you need to be renewed, come on, right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. Lord of the breakthrough. 
Come on, whatever you have need of. If you're not praying for yourself, if you're not rejoicing, maybe you can find somebody to pray with.